All right, what up, folks? Purple Friday show back. We were, you know, out of, you know, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Not out of town, but we were out of commission. Out of office. Out of office. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we had a lot of life stuff going on, so. Uh, but we're back after, you know, that debacle we saw mm-hmm. Sunday during the day. Um, I'll start off by, it was. it's been a wild sports week. You know, we got the, the Ravens losing to the Browns. You got... CJ Stroud looking like an MVP quarterback. Um, you got, you know, um, the Deshaun Watson getting his shoulder complete like broken um, at this point. Um, what's the Warriors power forward? I can't remember his name right now. Draymond. Draymond here choking people. Getting maybe went headlocks like. Putting them to sleep. Which is I think his second ejection in like three days or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he's getting, he's on track. He won't be playing in the playoffs, man. He, he needs, he needs to chill out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, college basketball started up, which is I'm excited for. You know, Tar Heels. Happy to get that going. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about this uh, Ravens Browns since we because we have to. Um, I mean it. it it started off great, right? Second second play of the game. Kyle Hamilton comes off the edge, blocks the ball up, catches it, walks in for to, to the end zone. Literally. Um, very next drive, I think the Browns have to kick it, have to punt it. Ravens drive down the field, score another touchdown. 14-0, right out the gate. Like, if it feels like, all right, this is going to be like the last two weeks. It's going to be like the, this, this, yeah, the Seahawks game, the Lions game. It's, it's, it's up, you know, it's... it's and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> it just I think what, what what it started was right before halftime. Oh, the Ravens are driving down. I think they're on the Browns 35 or something. They're 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 making their way towards another at least another score. And Lamar throws that terrible interception. That was supposed to go to Bateman. Bateman's going up. He expects the ball to just going over the top and Lamar just throws it short. There's cornerbacks right there. Um, and from, I think that, and then the block field goal, I think, was the next drive after that. And after that point, it was just downhill. Uh, I think they said the, the Browns ended up scoring 17 points in the second half. Um, yeah, they scored, yeah, they scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, excuse me. Ravens scored 17 points in the first quarter. They didn't score another touchdown again until the third, and then scored obviously another one in the fourth. Um, the drive that was the main issue for me, I think it was right before the Browns scored that touchdown that, that ended up, I think, putting them like a couple points behind us. Um, the Ravens were on the field, I think it was like 17 plays, like seven minutes. That's that's the drive that did them in. The def- the, after that, the defense was just gassed. They couldn't do anything. Stanley goes down with a knee injury. Um, Makari's out here just getting knocked down to his knees. Um, I mean, um, what's his name? Um, Zeitler ends up leaving the game. He had to hobble off the field. They had Simpson out there. I mean, not Simpson. Uh, Green Cleveland out there playing left guard. At, 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 it was just... For the last few weeks where the Ravens have been relatively healthy and getting healthier, guys have been coming back onto the field, and now all this stuff happens. Marlon Humphrey has to leave the game. 
for uh luckily it was only like a, i think it was an ankle or a knee Cam. Cam. so it's day to day luckily for him apparently same thing with ronnie stanley but obviously they're not playing thursday night a comedy of errors uh we saw harbaugh they said with the block field goal the interior rusher for the Bengals just, just comes right through the line puts his right. hand up and blocks the field goal like there's you see the brain like i think they showed uh, after the replay, Harbaugh looking at Chris Horton, who's the special teams coordinator, kind of like putting his hands up, like what is going on? And it's it's the Ravens. They posted that uh, that uh, the Ravens are, I, I was going to say, are being are making history for the wrong reasons right now, right? Yeah. They showed over the last since the time clock era, or since they put the clock in the Super Bowl era, something like that. They showed the, the the Dolphins, the one I think they went undefeated, um, the Broncos and the Ravens. Every team through 10 weeks that had that kind of uh, that low trailing time number was 10 and up. They hadn't lost a game. Ravens are seven and three. They've lost three games. And we know why they've lost three games. It's not because the other team was just better than them. It's the, the, the errors they continue to make. How does Keaton Mitchell only get three rushes in the entire game? How? He has three rushes. He has the one rush for 39ers and a touchdown. Like, when you look at the play in general, like he gets past not only the second level, but runs past cornerbacks and safeties into the end zone, untouched. And he had the one bad end, was that end around play or whatever it was in the backfield. I think he lost like four or five yards. Mm-hmm. Um, not his but fault. even the pe- like people were coming like that's not a play the Ravens should be running against Miles Garrett and Darius Smith like that's not a play you should they get you to like they're running that kind of play and it's they were like well you know Keaton Mitchell's not necessarily that good when it comes to pass protection so we didn't really want him out there that much you were ahead most of the game mm-hmm. why did you feel the need you needed to throw the ball more that's what did, didn't I didn't understand. I did not understand. We saw Keith, like, I was thinking, is Keith Mitchell hurt? Like, what's going on? And then we, we saw, you know, Lamar, I mean, the Keith Mitchell dropped the touchdown. Now, I'll give him bail on that one because it looked like the defender was right there in front of him. The mm-hmm. ball's coming right. He's diving backwards. And I look, he just kind of lost track of him. He just kind of, it just kind of hit him and he lost track of him. Um, but it, it felt like some people were saying that he got put in the doghouse during the game. And, then Harbaugh came out and said, I think the post game, and was like, well, you know, it was just a scheme. And, you know, we only schemed up a number of plays for him. And, you know, it, it just didn't work out that way. And then Monday, he kind of repeated the same argument and said, well, you know, we, we should, we definitely should have uh, uh, put him in more. We got to scheme that up better. We got to do better than that. This is exactly what J.K. Dobbins was complaining about last year. This is exactly what he was complaining about. Why are you not putting one of your most electric players on the field at all times? There is no reason other than for rest that Keaton Mitchell should have been coming off that field. There's just no reason. And you were ahead most of the game. Yeah. And it just like it. And Lamar didn't throw the ball that much. He only threw the ball. He threw the ball 23 times, which is about what we expect. Uh, 223 yards. But uh, Gus Edwards had only 11 attempts for 24 yards. You saw Keith Mitchell was able to get outside. That's what you wanted in this game, right? If Michael, if Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith are over pursuing on these plays, especially delayed rushes and things like that, they're over pursuing. 
Keith Mitchell just hits the outside. There's nobody. There's nobody going to be that's going to be able to catch him. But they kept everything inside, so the Browns were like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We're keeping, just going to keep everybody in the box. And that's like what they did. They didn't even try after that Keith Mitchell run to go back to rushing the ball outside. Even the Lamar-designed runs were up the middle. They kept getting stopped. I, I, it didn't make sense to me. It just didn't make sense to me. And I go back and say, like, you know, um, they asked – uh, this goes back to, la- I think, last year or the year before when they asked Mike Tomlin about, you know, when they played the Ravens. And he was like, you know, how do you, why do you always seem like you're always prepared to play Baltimore? And, you know, you always, you know, for the last, at least the last few years, they come out with a victory. And he's like, the Ravens don't play four quarters. We know that if we keep it close and we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, that by the time the fourth quarter hits and we're, we're within even 10 points of the Ravens, we can beat them. And sadly, what we've seen since 2021, I think, I'll say this, even before that, since the end, the end of Flacco, like the, those 2017, 2018 seasons as well. This is becoming a little too common for this team. Somebody went on pro football reference and did some digging on like the last, since Harbaugh has taken for the Ravens entire history. They said the Ravens have lost 50 games where they've had the lead in the fourth quarter throughout their entire history, right? 50, 50 games. 38 of them have come under John Harbaugh. 38. How many times have we seen this, even the 2019 season and even the season before, where the Ravens have been in position to take control of the division, been in position to lock in home field, been in position to maybe have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And they keep finding ways to just get a wild card burst, playing away somewhere behind the eight ball. They do this to themselves every time. Every time they get up and they have a chance, you get the Browns, you get a chance to beat the Browns and the Bengals lost to the Texans. You had a chance to take a commanding lead in this division going going into Thursday and maybe effectively knocking the Bengals out of the division race altogether. You could have knocked the Browns out and then knock the Bengals out by sweeping them. But now you're going in a Thursday night with a clear must-win game. Like, I know some of the pe- people on the national media were saying, the, oh, the Ravens, this is not a must-win for the Ravens. You know, it's more of a must-win for the Bengals because they just lost. And, and, and um, they're, you know, they're, they were started, they've started slow this season. So it's more of a must-win for them. Like, this is a must-win for the Ravens. The Ravens can't, like, the way the, way the AFC, AFC is stacked up, the Ravens need at least a home game that first round, whatever round they play. They need a home game. I I, I am afraid that if, if they meet C.J. Stroud the way he's playing right now, you know, and that Texans team come come later, the, the Chiefs are going, you know, are always going to be there. But the Broncos are starting to come around with Sean Payton. Like, they're gonna, there are a lot of good head coaches that will be, that could potentially be playing that Ravens the first round. The Ravens need a home game. And... For me, I don't, I'm not saying the rest of the games from here on out are must win, but I think the rest of the divisional games they have, they need to win. They have to win. But, you know, what was your guys' take from Sunday? Man, Sunday was Sunday was a rough one. That's that was a rough, rough, very, very rough loss, man. Like, um, just the fashion we lost, like you said, in 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 Raven style, just choking up that lead. In the in the fourth quarter, it was just just once again just just not a good look. I mean, we've been on a roll 
Um, what we what we had up to that point, four or five games in a row we won. Four, yeah, four in a row. Four games straight. And like you said, um, winning that game against the Browns, that would have put us in a commanding lead. It would have almost made it as if, you know, this Thursday night game tonight, I mean, uh, tomorrow night wouldn't even wouldn't even be as significant as it is now. But now, like you said, it's more of like a must-win situation. But in that game, it was just frustrating to watch. I mean, the very beginning, obviously, we started off phenomenal. I mean, you couldn't tell me starting off a game like that you know, with Kyle Hamilton literally walking into the end zone on the second play of the game, you couldn't tell me that we were going to lose that game. Like, the fact that that's how the game started and then coming back and scoring again on the very next drive, like, it, it's to me, it, I thought we were just about to put up 40 points on, on the Browns at that point. Um, the way the half ended and that um, the interception for Lamar Jackson, terrible terrible pass um in the press conference he, he mentioned that you know it wasn't a miscommunication and that it was just a bad throw by him i mean i i, I don't i'm still i still don't know he could have not been wanting to throw rashad bateman under the bus or something i don't know but it could have just been a legit bad pass but i haven't seen him throw a throw that bad in a, in a while so mm-hmm. it was still pretty questionable to me so that was a bad turnover the other interception obviously was a fluke play where it just went off the guy's helmet or whatever, you know, 10, 15 yards in the air. And then, I mean, what are you going to do? But that's kind of the way the game was going. Our special teams, I was telling you, Miles, um, before the show, you know, I'm not sure if it's just the fact that we're scoring a lot of touchdowns this year and our special team just isn't getting the amount of burn, especially like our field goal kick team and things like that. Tucker's been missing kicks. Kicks have been getting blocked. Um, I don't know if that's just a product of, us not kicking as much or, or what the case is but obviously that area has been dreadful up until this point on um, this season especially when we're talking about kicks like over 50 yards and things like that so that's obviously got to get cleaned up um Lamar did not have his his greatest game um but at the same time we still easily win that game had the game plan been in order um the fact that those second half numbers look the way they look. It just, it literally made no sense whatsoever. Um, the the uh, the run game or the lack thereof in the second half, I think total we had, I think in total we had 15 carries. Hold on, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 carries total. This is outside of Lamar Jackson running, the, running with the football. 16 carries total to our running backs after the half that Keaton Mitchell had. Even if we didn't give Keaton Mitchell the, the ball as much as we should have in the second half, Gus should have still been closing out that game long before we, we actually needed to. In our group chat, I was begging for us to just get out of this game. And what I meant by that is, can we just run them off of the field at this point? It's, it, it's done. The fact that the game was starting to get threatened the way it was, we still had the lead and on first down we're throwing we're dropping back and we're, we're doing all these extravagant pass plays. What's the point? We passed the ball a total of 23 times. Lamar had like 13 completions. The Browns literally beat us at our game. They did what we usually do to teams. Mm-hmm. They, they had long drives. They kept pretty much Lamar off the field for most of the time. I think we had like 75 total plays. They had, No, we had like 50 total plays. They had like 75 or something like that. So they had way more offensive plays. We can tell by the numbers that we didn't even have that many opportunities to go down the field. And when we did, we just squandered it away 
with bad play calling. It was just terrible play calling. This was not Todd Munkin's best best day mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mark Andrews had, I think, two targets, and he hit big on both of them. I think he had two passes for 44 yards. Zay Flowers, five catches for 73. Odell Beckham had one catch for a touchdown, 40 yards. Like, we were pretty efficient when we went there, but for some reason, when the Browns started coming back, they felt like we needed to throw more, and it just doesn't make any sense. Get out of the game. Do what we do best. We had 100 yards rushing total, including Lamar. That's not Ravens football. We need to be running for 150, 200 yards a game. That's what we typically do. And we typically do that easily. Even in, even if we don't win a game, the stat line usually reads that we had a lot of rushing yards. And we just didn't do that. Like I said, the Browns don't even have Nick Chubb. And that kid, what is his name, Forbes? Or uh, what's his last Jerome, name? Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. Ford. He ran all – he literally did whatever he wanted. Like – our defense, they just went to bed out there. Like I don't know what we were yeah. watching out there, but they were running all the way through that defense, the interior, on the outside. We were not setting the edge at all. They were over-pursuing almost the entire game. We did come through, obviously, with a few sacks, which I'm still high on. Like I'm glad they were getting pressure. But come on. like It, it just is almost like we just kind of forgot all of our fundamentals in this game. And it, what it looks like really is that the Browns watch film and it looks like we kind of overlooked them, to be honest. I don't know if they were just looking forward past to this Bengals primetime game or what, but it that defense did not show up. I mean, granted, we had a couple of turnovers, which we can't have, but the, the defense, they just did not show up in the way that I expect them to, to show up. Even with our offense, offensive play calling i thought that we would still get bailed out defensively um either way if you look at the numbers i mean it doesn't look like we did that much differently defense but they just allow way too many yards um and deshaun looked really really good outside of his one turnover he looked really really good for the most part that second half yeah that second half like he just came alive and he controlled that offense they ran when they needed to they threw when they needed to I don't know what's going on with Marcus. Well, we know what's going on with Marcus Williams, but that deep middle of the field on Sunday looked crazy. Like Omari Cooper was in that deep middle, I think like at least two or three times when we're talking like passes over 20 yards, wide open, just sitting there waiting for the ball. So I don't know if that's just because we've been working back Marcus Williams, but I don't remember seeing that happening when 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 it was just Geno back there. Um, and I don't kind of like Geno running on and off the field either. Um, I, I just feel like we should just keep him there. He's healthy. He's been there. He's been the one making plays. He's kind of earned his opportunity. Um, Marcus is an amazing player. He's just still not healthy at this point, in my opinion. And the game where we're kind of working him back in and he's getting a, a little bit more burning than what he did, you know, when we tried to force him in the game before, you can kind of see the difference. Like, Amari Cooper... I think he had almost 100 yards or something like that. And he, he was just kind of in the middle of the field, just doing what he wanted to do. So I hope they learn from this game. Um, whatever they saw in the film, it, we, we got a short turnaround, obviously. But it 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 did not look good. That was a, a really, really, really bad meltdown. And like I said, they beat us at our own game. They they, they literally just came back, closed Closed it out and then ran, closed it out running the ball. They just ran it mm-hmm. up, range, last second field goal. Like that's literally how we used to close games. And Brown just kind of beat us at our own game. 
and all in all uh assets of the game so i mean shout out to them um it's unfortunate that deshaun went down um we did we did beat him up pretty good in that game and now that we, we know he's out for the year um that's unfortunate but he definitely played his best half of football against us so all right um <laughs> yeah um that was hard to watch and it was so hard to watch that i didn't believe it was happening in real time like i think i've never watched a ravens game where a team is literally coming back on us and i don't realize we're about to lose this thing um it just happened in the blink of an eye like there's no way this could happen like we we got this in the bag we score again they come back the interception um you know they get the field goal and you know we're not able to make anything happen um it was rough you know with everything that's been said about like us not being a team that's trailed the one thing that really stood back as I went back and watched the game again is our coaching our coaches did not have a great day at all it was a very piss poor coaching effort so I want to start there um you know Trey you talked about and I think Miles talked about the lack of usage of Keith Mitchell you know I've never known an offensive coach to have a guy go for 39 yards on a carry then come back, I think, next possession and have a 32-yard screen pass. So you're looking at two touches, 70-something yards. And then you refuse to get him the ball until the second half where you run. I don't know what that play was. Um, reverse, counter, trade, whatever. Um, it's just I've never seen a coaching staff not use the hot hand. You know, usually you feed the hot hand, you try to get them the ball as much as possible, get them in space, you know, kind of, you know, ride that wave until the defense can stop it. I mean, and I don't understand, you know, you're looking at two consecutive weeks of Keith Mitchell making plays. Why don't you just keep giving him the ball? I love Gus, you know, no shade to Gus, but Keith Mitchell has the hot hand and you keep pounding the ball to Gus who's getting two yards of carry. You know, we, we need a jump start at these points in time. We need plays that are going to put the team away. And we, we let this team stick around. It was 17 to 6. And then, what, 17 to 13, we let them just stick around. And they ended up coming back. So I want to start there with coaching. You know, to Trey's point, we needed to milk the clock and have a long, sustainable drive in the second half. But every time I turned around, we're trying to go to the deep intermediate passes and not try to just pick up the first downs. We're stopping the clock. We're giving the Browns more time to get back in this game. I just don't understand it. We, you know, hate Greg Roman to death, hate him to death. But, you know, one thing that was his strength is he was able to put together those eight minute drives, running the ball creatively and, and just putting the ball in the hands of his running backs um, and milking that clock. So I really wanted to see that Sunday. It did not happen. Um, you know, offensive line plays super poor, but I'm not going to put too much on them. I mean, they just started dropping like flies. Mm -hmm. I think by the end of the game, we had one starting offensive lineman. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was yeah. just Linderbaum left. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Simpson went down too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Simpson. You know, I mean, um, 
so that was rough. Um, receivers, you know, I'm not going to put it on them. You know, I didn't see a whole bunch of drops, but I didn't see them get open. But honestly, by the time that second half came around, there wasn't time for them to get open on the routes they were running. There were there were plenty of times where Lamar had pressure and they were running these deep, deep routes, deep curls, posts, nothing quick, nothing that can get the ball out of Lamar's hands to avoid that rush. So once again, I circle back to the coaching. This was not, this probably was Todd Munkin's worst game this season calling plays. And that's saying something. Mike McDonald's too. Mike McDonald's too. It was just so piss poor. Um, Defensively, you know, this year I've been trying to ignore our rushing yards that we give up per game. Been trying to ignore it because they play so well. Mm -hmm. You know, yards per play, those stats look great. I mean, we're not letting teams score on us like that. And they just play with this aggression. And Kyle Hamilton, Geno Stone with the seven picks. But the thing that's been creeping is we give up a lot of rushing yards a game. I think we were like at 90-something. And I keep ignoring it, you know, because it's not 100. But when you look at the hole in our game, it's our run defense. And it's got exploited two times out of the past three weeks. First by Arizona with, you know, their, you know, off the corner running back. Yeah. Um, And then this week with Jerome Ford. Um, You know, we have some weaknesses up that middle uh, and even on the edge. I mean, always you're typically the man on the edge, but I've seen a couple plays where he didn't set the edge. And to be honest, you know, I think that's why we're seeing Kyle Hamilton up at the line more, um, not only to rush the passer, but to really set that edge. And teams are running away from Kyle Hamilton. I saw it earlier this season. I saw mm-hmm. it. I saw it a lot. You know, they ran the ball. I saw a couple times Deshaun Audible in, and I saw them run the ball opposite of where Kyle Hamilton was. Right. So we have to be stout against the run. We have to improve there. Guys got to step up, um, you know, from the defensive line to our edge rusher setting the edge, and then to our linebackers making plays. Uh, we missed a lot of tackles, a lot of tackles. Um, even with Amari Cooper, we missed tackles with him, Jerome Ford. It was just nasty work across the board. So, you know, I'm hoping this week those guys are just like, you know, in a short week, just really honing in on some technique and at least one practice to make sure we are wrapping up because a lot of yards were given up after contact. So um, offense, defense, that's my summary there. Special teams, God, that is our biggest weakness as a team. And I've never just, thought I would see the day where the special yeah. teams of the Ravens is their is their worst unit. It is. Crazy. You know, Justin Tucker hasn't been at his best, but we are not doing him any favors. I mean, Van Cleveland just let – I don't remember who it was on the Browns, but he just let him go right, right through there and block that he, kid. He's awful. He really is awful. He's not good yeah. at anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah, he's, he's good really at being bad. big. He's just gonna. He's, be just body, he's just the body. Yeah. It's just... My man is just a boulder out there. It doesn't move. Just sits there. But... Is this like his third year, fourth year, third yeah, year, third, yeah, third. third. So that's a he's a huge disappointment. Um, but overall, like how we've covered kicks, punts, um, you know, they're not James Prochet bad, but they're bad. Um, but overall, like we just have to improve as a whole with that unit. 
Um, and, and, and I don't know if it's something where Chris Horton is the issue um, or, you know, Harbaugh's not putting his imprint on that on that unit, but we really need more from it. So that's my take. I mean, it, it was a real tough game to watch, real tough game. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it makes me feel even worse now, knowing that Deshaun Watson was playing with a broken shoulder and that's picking us apart. Yeah. And, I just want to throw out there that uh, James Prochet caught a stray, and it, it was not for me this time. So I to, I <laughs> I was, I, when when they showed him on the sideline sitting there, just kind of contemplating, I was like, "You think about that 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 tra- that post trade comment at all?" Like, hey man, it was the first. <laughs> this is the first time I was cheering for James Prochet in a while. Hey. It, I mean, you can't like. It, it, well, then he made. I saw. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet like after the game, and he was like, "Yeah." Um, what was it? Um, it was King and Drake. Yeah, it was something like, "Yeah, I'm gonna you'll be coming there and we'll take over your trap." Or whatever. Is, that, was, like, that was King. That was King and Drake. That wasn't a uh, Proche. Okay, King and Drake. Oh, oh yeah, King. I'm like, dude, didn't you just King, fumble like four King and Drake weeks ago? Even, King and Drake didn't even play. Yeah, I'm That's like, come crazy. on, man. You got no come burn. On. Like you, you, you. That's the you crazy part. Like, like Eli Apple out here. You being like Eli Apple out here. You need to chill P- out. P- P- like, spoke on the, on the uh, punchline pod today. He uh. He, he said he's like I don't even want to get into it because I'm, I'm gonna say something that I'm gonna regret basically he said, <laughs> typically if you got something to say usually that means you had something to do with the dub but you literally didn't yeah. play so nothing, that. nothing to say Kenyon Drake we said Keaton Drake. said that Keaton said that what'd you say you said no, on the pod well, Patrick Queen was on the pod today oh, cool. oh Patrick Queen all right yeah. all right I like that yeah. energy okay. yeah PQ, PQ said that yeah he was on punchline <laughs> earlier well, you, yeah, you got to think, right? You know, they just – this is their first game, you know, since last season that they've given up 30 points on defense. They've been, I think, very um, – set set standards very high for that defense this season, especially with how they've been playing, and this was definitely their worst game. Um, I'll say this at this point. I think Marcus Williams just needs to sit down and get surgery, for real. Um, there was a few plays in that second half where David and Joku had the football, and Marcus Williams is literally just trying to – push him out of bounds like he's literally with one arm he's not trying to tackle him at all David Njoku got like another 10 yards on all those catches they would make sure Njoku was lining up and running to his side because if he caught the ball Marcus Williams was the first person he'd see and Marcus was like all right if I can just got him out of bounds I'm good like he's not he can't tackle he can't tackle anybody he's playing with one arm again I would you, I think you got to like look, dude. Like I know you want to play, and I, I, we are inspired by your your heart to play, and your toughness. But you are not helping us out there with one arm, for real. Like, just not. Um, like you said, I think you were saying, Travis. Like it was. I don't know if it's a, a coaching thing, but it, it felt like when Gina was out there, they weren't tackling this bad in the secondary. Right, the middle of the field was pretty. They didn't let guys just run past them. Like when you caught the ball, you were stopped. Like right there. Yeah. And again, I love Marcus, but if you can't if you can't lift that arm up and make plays, uh, he's gonna have to sit down, you know. Um, and you know, like you, you were saying about setting the edge, you know, uh, they're clearly missing, you know, guys like Tyus Bowser right now. Tyus Bowser was that, that's what that was his job. He was one of the best for the Ravens in doing that. I mean, I don't think at this point he's coming back this season. We haven't heard anything about him. Um, and so that just leaves Kyle Hamilton out there on the island. Like he says that you can run the other side because who is Malik, Malik Harrison on the other side? Like it's, you know, Kyle Vanoi didn't play his best game, you know, this week. 
Um, it's, it's almost like the Ravens, as good as the Ravens have been playing, they can't afford to make mistakes, right? They're, they're, they're a team right now and have been, I think, under John Harbaugh where they can't afford to make mistakes because we've seen too many times where it snowballs. It's a snowball effect. They start making mistakes and then everyone starts. It's like one unit makes a mistake, then everybody starts making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying, Trey, before before the show started, that one drive it was actually a lot longer than I thought it was. Um, it was, where was it here? Oh, at, right at the end of the third quarter where they scored a touchdown. 20 plays, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. They pretty much, died. they it was literally, there was, I don't know how, I forgot how many minutes are in the quarter, but they controlled like 80% of the clock in that yeah. third quarter. We the Ravens had the ball one time and they got that 40-yard touchdown ball down back. After that, the, the the Ravens did not touch the football. 20 yeah. plays. That was the 2019 Ravens right there. That's what they did. After that point, everything was downhill from there. Uh, I'll give a, a little glimmer of hope. A little glimmer. 2000 Ravens defense, as dominant as they were, they, they gave up 36 points week two. Jaguars. Yep. Okay. Jaguars. Okay. We won. We won the game, but we gave up 36. It 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 can happen. And we I'll still, say, still finish if, strong. If this is that moment, I'll, and we they don't do this again the rest of the season, they don't give up 30. I'll take it. I'll take it too. I will take it. Um, but yeah, like again, it's just you 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 saw it in the crowd, right? The crowd was just sitting there stunned. Like we like again, like I was saying before, like. You, you thought we were we were past this. It looked like we had gotten past this point. That yeah. we can close these games out now. And we, we just destroyed the Seahawks and we destroyed the Lions. And you know, we, we had a tight game against the Cards when we beat them. We didn't let it get, you know, we made mistakes in that game, but we didn't let it beat us, you know. Right. Um, but here it comes again in the Browns game and it rears its ugly head. Everybody had a bad monkey called a bad game. Mike McDonald looked like he was coaching against his the Dolphins from 2021, 2022. <laughs> like it, it's, it was, it which is which is what we haven't seen during the Roquan era, right? We haven't since Roquan's gotten here, we haven't seen that kind of that kind of game from the defense. So that was even more concerning. I was just like, what is going on here right now? And it, it did feel kind of feel like the Ravens. I think like you guys, I think it felt like the Ravens were looking at Thursday. I think when they got the first two touchdowns. And they were up 14 nothing. It felt like they were at home. The crowd's going crazy. You know, I'm at home drinking rum. You know, everybody's chilling right now. I had to feed up. Like, <laughs> they're like, here we go again. We got comfortable. They got comfortable. And as the game kept going, it was one of those death by a thousand cuts things. Like, it wasn't, there's was a few big plays here and there, but it was just like these incremental things just kept happening. And it was right before you know it, game was over. The Ravens didn't trail until triple zeros on the clock. They didn't trail at one time during that game. Triple zeros on the clock. And they lose. And then here are the Steelers out here. They just won. They won their game. They've been they've been outgained in every game that they've played. And yet they're still finding ways to win. Coaching. Yeah. It's Which is different. the exact opposite of the Ra- the Ravens out here are having one of their better offenses. Lamar having one of his best quarterbacking years and completion percentage, uh, efficiency rating, quarterback rating, all that stuff. Had one of his best years, and yet the Ravens again are in a situation where they beat themselves. If the Ravens 
even with the turnovers, right? Decide, let's just run the football. Let's get Justice Hill. Let's get Keaton Mitchell and Gus. Let's just run the football. Zone, run outside. Run away from, run towards Miles Garrett. Make him think it's a, a, a pass play. He's over-pursuing. That whole side is wide open. Keep it running. Keep it moving. They didn't do it. Trevor, it's only 20, we, they, how many times have we seen this now where the hardball, these hardball ravens, right, will start passing the ball or start panicking? <laughs> the hardballs. It's the hard, it's the hard, but this is the hardballs right here. Yeah. Trevor, this is, this is John, Trevor, John Harbaugh. With that Keaton John Mitchell. Harbaugh's, John Harbaugh stole the games again. Stole the games oh, again this week. Stealing the yams. Man. Stealing the yams. Stealing the yams. <laughs> Keep. The Keaton Mitchell, what you said, Travis, like, man, I didn't harp on it because I knew we were going to get to it anyway. The hardball looked crazy on the podium explaining that one. Yeah. What do you mean we didn't have the plays? I don't care if you don't have the plays. Run the same don't scripted plays. plays. You run have a radio. Same. You have. Hey, hey, monkey. Hey, hey. Plays to, get, to back out there. get 34 back out there. <laughs> I don't care if you have three design plays for Keaton Mitchell. Those are the Run plays him. you should be running. <laughs> until, until he gets stopped for, for no game, you just keep doing it. So he, he only knows so five fast. plays. He was so fast. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently in the package, that's all he's got. That's, that's it. He's got the screenplay. He's been with the team since training camp. Well, that's all. Those five plays. Yeah. What's that on? Coaching. That's that's definitely on coaching because if, if that's all the plays he got and you know the talent that he possessed, the speed that he has. So you would have thought. Right. And you're putting it on display this last couple of weeks. The way he, the way he outran that 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 touchdown score. When, he, like you said, when he, the two players, and I think it was like two players and, and then the secondary players, the way he put the little small move and then bounced it outside, and mm-hmm. literally nobody even was even close no, to him. Close we, to never, we never even seen that in Baltimore before. That's literally the first time we've seen that. They we've said he's had. The first our, time a player's had back-to-back 40-yard touchdowns in Ravens history, which I thought for sure that Jamal Lewis had one, right? I thought see, Jamal was, Lewis had to have one. Like right, Jamal Lewis wasn't Ray even Rice. Fast. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even fast. That's what, like, we've never even had the speed. It's like hardball. Like, you can't – I don't want to call a man, like, like it's, it's given, like, incompetent. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. anybody with eyes – that that scene what we've seen in the last couple of weeks knows that oh this this kid is a closer like he he's an explosive playmaker like this is what he is i'm sure the teammates was on the sideline confused of why he wasn't getting the ball they're sitting up 34 like what yo it's crazy (laughs) what miles call him what he call him george bush george w bush he's a george w bush of coaching it's like it's, he's he's a head coach, but he has no idea what the hell he's doing. I don't even Not if you don't know true. even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you get on that phone monking. Make sure Keaton gets the ball. Period. I don't yes. care how you do it. I don't care how you draw it up. Keaton, more Keaton Mitchell, please. Thank you. And you, you would have thought, right? After after last week, you would have thought after last week that monking, like, all right, I want you to just write up some write up some plays. Do you think I want Mike at least Tom- 20 plays with Keaton Mitchell in it? <laughs> do you think Mike Tomlin sees that? on the field and he don't just repeat that until it stops working mm-hmm. like, that's what's frustrating because i'm like i know the coaches that are that are like would jump on that it's, it's coaches probably salivating like wow they got this kid now like i don't know and what we're gonna do and the ravens sit back not even using them that's right. that's ridiculous but 
Yeah, that's one that mentioned this. That's before. why I didn't be able to keep Metro doing my take because it, it, it was gonna piss me yeah, off. Yeah, it, 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 it pissed me off. Oh my gosh, he's, it, so, it he's so he's so good. He's so good. And I said that wheel route, right? If if me catches a touchdown there, I'm like, it's there. He can beat everybody. He can yeah. beat everybody. You give him one on one, he's beating that guy to the end zone. Like, it, oh yeah, all day. Yeah, and the fact that he yeah. got the one drop, like. That 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 will run the end zone. That was money. I mean, the defender did make a good play when he yeah. stuck his hand up, so it kind of distracted him from the catch. But but it was there. I mean, Lamar put it right. There. <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on. Yeah, right. Like, if, if you see that, we're gonna work on. We're coming back. You circle that. We're coming right back to this. We're coming yeah, because yeah. they can't stop all day. Us. Yeah, we're back to I mean, that. obviously, that's on Harbaugh for not making that 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 decision to to overrule and make him more involved, but. Uh, you know, he gave the keys to Munkin, and and the fact that Munkin can't see that from the skybox, what happened? Like he had the best view that than all of us. Yeah. Right. Hey, so, but yeah. it just it feels like no matter who the coordinator is, right? It's like they run these kind of plays, and then that's it. It's, it's a great yeah. play, gets a great, great amount of yards, and you never see it again during the rest of the game. It's like, yeah. if you see a miss, a ma- if you see a matchup issue, hey, we're running that. Like you tell Lamar going into the huddle, like, look. If you see that one single high safety and, and keeps in the, we got keeping in the backfield, yeah. run that wheel, wheel route play. <laughs> we'll yeah. send Odell on a post route or something. He's got to pick somebody to guard. <laughs> he got to pick somebody. And I'm looking at and I'm looking at the comments. Corey mentioned he said he he thinks they probably um they could have put him in a doghouse for blowing a pass block assignment. I don't. That's not care his job. Block That's assignment. not his job. <laughs> he's not there. He's not there to pass block. If no, you right. got him there on a pass block and play, you that's another bad coaching decision. Yeah, and this this is what I hate. It seems like the, with the Ravens mentality, especially on offense, you don't you. It feels like they want everybody to do everything, right? I want every running back to do this. I want every wide receiver to do that. No, no. This is the best running back I, in the doghouse. Right. I'm like you're gonna just leave when Gus out there. Is He's healthy now. Lamar's like, Stop it. Stop. It, it. it made no sense. Again, like I said, you can't keep coming to the podium and. Keep saying, oh well, you know, next time, you know, next like I said, it's the same stuff we saw with JK Dobbins. JK Dobbins said the same thing by him like being healthy and not being you on the field. Yeah. Uh, so here, here we go again. Here we go again, right? It's kind of how um, Hollywood left for these reasons. <laughs> so uh before, your soldiers. Before we um move on, you know, um I thought it was very interesting, Kadri Ishmael who's usually doesn't, you know, try to rock the boat about this, has finally started to speak up now. He's like, all right, look, like this has become an issue. And he said, um, on losing these type of games, he said, that's a trend, a bad trend. You've got to clean that jazz up. I'm beginning to wonder if the connection with John Harbaugh is something that should come into focus. We brought the stats. It, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the Ravens are a good team. But they're not great. They're good enough. But when Ray and Ed and Suggs left that locker room after the Super Bowl, that's the last time they wore that purple and black. The Ravens haven't been that kind of team since. This has been Harbaugh's team. He's been drafting those kind of players. And it's just felt like, yeah, they can make the playoffs, but there's really no expectation of them actually like doing anything when they get there. So Look, I, I said this before Lamar got his contract. I think that 
Um, if this season doesn't go as planned and Lamar look has his stats, Lamar has his he, he continues to have his great completion percentage. He still looks good. He's evolving as a quarterback. Um, and you're seeing these issues again with Keith Mitchell not being utilized. Um, Zay continuing not to be utilized the way we think he's supposed to be utilized in this game. You got another dynamic player out there and he's just running these short routes. I'm like, he needs to be downfield. Like, <laughs> um, if that continues and with the defense that they with the way the defense has been playing this season and they have another quick exit in the postseason, you've already paid Lamar. You ain't coming up off that. I said before Lamar, I said the Ravens have the decision to make. It's going to be Lamar. It's going to be Harbaugh. One of them is not going to be here in the next two years. I was like, so yeah. I'm going to hold to it that. Ain't gonna, it ain't going to be Lamar because that cap pit is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll hold to that. And that's, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. The one good thing about the law, as frustrating as it was, I'd rather lose that game than, you know, in the playoffs and lose the game for the same reason. Like that would have been. Yeah. People would have been fired after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, they got another. They got it this week, this this Thursday to clean it up, get back on track. But um, all right, let's go into uh, some Week Ten news real quick. Uh, we saw uh, the Texans obviously beat the Bengals. Um, jo- Joe Burrow threw two picks in the fourth quarter, which is uh, you don't see that from Joe Burrow usually. Uh, they've been playing. They had the same kind of trend. Right? They had one four straight games playing really well. And they made mistakes, bit themselves. CJ Stroud had another phenomenal game. Um, they got something cooking down there in Houston. Uh, it's clear that D'Amico Ryan's is is doing a hell of a job coaching that team right now. Uh, even being a defensive guy, um, CJ Stroud is making waves right now. Again, he's a rookie. He's only played this is what nine games or whatever. Um, but he's starting to show some glimpses that he he might be the better of the Ohio State quarterbacks that have come out recently. I'm usually not big on Big Ten quarterbacks. He usually don't play well in the NFL. But so far, I mean, he's he's been dynamic, and um, the Texans definitely got something going there. And look, the Bengals, uh, the only saving grace, I think, for this Thursday night before we go to the games is that the Bengals have to fly into Baltimore this Thursday. Ravens are at home. They don't have to go anywhere. They can just take the cars in and park them. So they have to wear all traveling and stuff like that. So that's the only saving grace. And they're wearing all black Thursday night. I think the Ravens record when they wear all black is pretty good. And so, and he said the Bengals away primetime record mm-hmm. is, I believe they said 0-14. They ha- what? Really? Oh, wow. Away, like away since... I can't remember since when, but it's That's it's pretty lot. bad. So, so so knock on wood, but it's I don't, well, again, I, don't I, I don't like how this is setting up for us. It just seems I, very- it's a must win. It's a must win game. Yeah. You they don't have a lot of. I, I think the only saving grace, other saving grace here is that because it is a short week, the Ravens didn't have a lot of time to kind of stew on what happened Sunday. Like yeah. it's we got to focus on Thursday night. You know we got to get ready to play. Uh, Lamar, obviously, you know, I think he had his press conference today or yesterday, and he seemed pretty pissed off about how even how he played. Uh, Lamar's been just been pissed off. <laughs> like, even after the games they win, like, he just seems like he's like, nah, man. I, he knows, like, I got to do, I got to, I'm, I'm not at the level where I need to be yet. And 
he's continuing. He's kind of, he's locked in. I feel like Lamar for sure is locked in. He's not going to have a great game. Look, um, Joe Burrow, look, two picks also in the fourth quarter. Uh, I just thought it was funny how, you know, on first take, they had that segment ready again about Lamar Jackson. You know, not, no, they didn't have one about Joe Burrow, though. I didn't see Joe Burrow get a segment. You know, he no, threw two picks and lost a game, too. Wouldn't dare. So, you know, I did. I shout out to Dan Orlovsky, who called out Shannon, Uncle Uncle Shannon, you know, about like, you know, are we going to talk about Joe Burrow? He's like, what? I didn't hear the, don't act like you didn't hear the question. Like, are you going to talk about Joe Burrow? Because y'all, y'all always ready to go in here to blast Lamar Jackson every time he has a bad game. Y'all didn't want to say anything the last four weeks. Nothing the last four weeks. As soon as he loses. I, I don't trust him more. I don't trust him more. Even though they said last week he was an MVP candidate. Unk is a different man on first take than he is anywhere else. It's the, the Mickey Mouse network, man. It's very, very strange. Yeah. His, uh, his narrative that he's willing to... Uh, Die on the ledge for, but yeah. neither here nor there. Um, of course, I said the Steelers beat the Packers. You know, twenty three nineteen. They keep finding ways to win. Um, this this is, I'm not scared of the Steelers, but it's one of those things where it's like because they can muck it up so much. Like, and look, our record against them the last what three four years, we won one game. Thing against him in the last four years, something like that. It's not good. I mean, again, like Tom, I feel like Tomlin's just in. It's, it feels like Waterboy, right? The Waterboy movie, where like at the beginning of the movie, the head coach is just afraid of the other head coach. Like he just can't, he can't get past him. Mike Tomlin is in his head. Like he, he can't get. I, I just like Harbaugh just looks to the other side, and Tomlin's looking at him like, you, you know, we're gonna win this game, right? Like. <laughs> We're gonna beat you, <laughs> and Harbaugh feel like just kind of ducks back, slides behind the line, so like <laughs> takes yeah. his headset off. I'm like, where's Harbaugh at? But um, uh, 49ers get a big win, 34 to three. Guess they're back against the Jags. Um, it looked like they was back. <laughs> yeah, the Lions beat the Chargers, 41 38. Um, what's up with the Chargers, man? Coach. Are they? Are they? They just done like they're talented, but yeah, I agree with Trey. It's coaching. Like, there's no reason. And Herbert has been playing that great either, too. Herbert's been making some uncharacteristic mistakes as well. And but like you said, it's a Staley effect, right? Staley is a worse version of Harbaugh. He's worse. (laughs) Yeah, probably. They're on the same ilk. They really are the same ilk. Way they game managed like they're terrible yeah it's yeah, a shame you guys got keenan allen who's healthy right now balling right now and you still lose that football yeah um raiders beat the jets 16 to 12 um i'll say uh, i don't know if you guys noticed mark davis got rid of the bowl cut he got rid of the bowl cut now. He's got a regular haircut now. They, they've been playing great. Fun of them. <laughs> me. That was me. That was like, the, the, the bowl. you can't trust a man with a bowl cut. You can't. <laughs> and they yeah. said since since he's gotten that haircut, that they, they're, they're winning now. And it's a different energy in that locker room, too. You've seen them smoking cigars. Tony O'Pierce, uh, man. And Pierce showed up in a 6-4. Like, <laughs> he rolled up there in a 6-4 to the parking lot. Like, 
I, I know we didn't talk. We were supposed to talk about it last week, but it when Josh McDaniels had that heart to heart with the team uh, in the locker room, the, the way the reports came out, if it sounded like they broke that man mentally, like they broke him. They said he came back to practice the next morning, and like he was just an unengaged. He didn't care about starting practice. He didn't seem to. He just he was. He felt like he wasn't there. And then uh, that afternoon, Mark Davis fired. Antonio Pierce apparently came in when he, he said his piece to the players and stuff, and you know about what was going on. And he said, you know, we were the playing because he was with the Giants, I think, when they were doing those Super Bowl teams. And he was saying, you know, this is what we the adversity we faced. When we played New England Patriots, and we knew this team was this. We knew this team was, you know, that they had the record and everything, but they weren't that good. We knew we could, they could anybody could be beat. And you know we can go as long as we go out there and play hard, we can you know be that. And Josh McDaniels pulled him to the side after he said that and said, "Don't ever say that about the New England Patriots ever again." You're the coach of the Raiders, man. Yeah. Why? Why do you care about the Patriots at this point? That's insane, man. And that's why he's at, he's been sent home. Yeah, that's why. Coaching matters. The culture, culture matters. Coaching matters. Leadership matters. Like, no matter how good your team is or how bad your team is talent-wise, guys are gonna you're gonna get more out of guys. No matter what their talent level is, if they want to play for you, like it just is what it is. Like we can see what is happening. It's literally what's happening in Pittsburgh. It's literally what's happening happening. In um in Houston is literally what's happening with the Raiders now that they've ch- changed over the reins. Like these are teams we we saw it week in and week out what the Raiders were doing on TV. They were it was they were a mess. The Raiders were a mess, and they're a talented team that was a mess. Like they have dogs on their team. They got Max Crosby, Devontae Adams. Like they it's not like they were scrubs. They were looking really really good. The Texans nobody had super high expectations on them. But they have better leadership now. And it only took them a few weeks to figure it out. And look how they're balling. Their coach. They're playing for D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's is a leader of men. Mike Tomlin is a leader of men. Like coaching matters. And that's that's really be the difference with a lot of these teams. When you look at the charges, it looks like they're loaded. Look at it, look what they have on defense. Corey Combinant, Khalil Mack, Bosa, Derwin James, like Derwin James. Put those three guys on any other defense with with uh, Mike Tomlin or with or with the D'Amico Ryan or something like that. MVP candidate, top five, Most top player five. of the year, yeah. Like it, it, it matters, and at the pro level, I think it matters even more because you got guys making a whole boatload of money that are probably perfectly satisfied with collecting the check and going home. Yeah, but yeah. when you when you when you're playing for the right leader, you know your job is a little bit more fulfilling. Than, cashing the check and going home you're playing for a little bit more i mean a lot of guys say they want a super bowl they want a championship but you can't really get that full effort out of them if they don't want to be there and the, the best way to get a player to want to be there is <laughs> to have a good coach who wants who, who, who makes them want to be there so yeah, yeah it matters. you can see where it matters look at a team like detroit I don't think anybody thinks Detroit is like a top 10 talent bed of players, but here they are. Like they are in first place in their division. They look great except when they played the Ravens and you know, um, 
they they look like something that's going to be formidable for the future um but by all means jared goff's your quarterback so like how seriously can you really take take the talent but you know you see a group of guys who believe in dan campbell and they're all in with whatever he says they're they're fighting for him they're down for whatever he's preaching and you see where a team can go with that i mean you see it with tomlin with him when when it's tomlin had a losing record is it's still like he still has that streak that's coaching and i mean he hasn't had big ben in what three years even mm-hmm. when he had big ben he was recycling through first second third string qbs and you saw what happened when we had to do that you know what i mean he was recycling through his whole depth chart of qbs for years because mm-hmm. if we if we look back big ben was getting injured throughout his whole career yep. not even just the last few years so I mean, they've always been successful, regardless of Big Ben being in there or not. So I think it just comes down to coaching, man. And and we see it with our team. We have talent up and down the board, but have the stupidest losses and the biggest failures, the biggest letdowns. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like Trey said, coaching culture and uh, leadership. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it doesn't get brought up by a lot of people within local media don't want to talk about the hardball thing because the Ravens do win. You know, they get 10 wins, 11 wins in the season, and no one wants to talk about it. You know, it's like, like you yeah, we were saying about the Browns game. Um, you know, when you have glaring issues, you, you, you don't, when you're winning, you don't really care about it. Like you said, 90 yards, 100 yards, they've been giving up these rushing yards every game. It didn't really matter until you started losing by it. Yeah. You know, once you start losing by it, then it becomes an issue. Um, and that's just my, my 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 whole issue with the Harbaugh thing is, regardless of how inept and stuff he appears to be, they 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 find still find ways to win enough games each season. Or Steve Bashotti's like, oh, I don't need to move on from him. No, it is what it is. Um, but when you know you got Lamar there for five years, the intent is there. We're gonna we're gonna try to win a title. You know, we're gonna try to win one. Um, I, I mean, Tom is not going anywhere anytime soon. You, you got to do something to get over that hurdle. You got to do something. So, um, before we move on to um, the uh, Bengals uh, Ravens matchup, uh, the the Bills lose twenty two to twenty four against the Denver Broncos. Go to five and five. Um, we saw the numerous tweets come out from Trayvon Diggs about you know number fourteen and to get up out of there. And, um, Stephen A. Smith going on his rant about he was right several months ago that Steve that Stefan Diggs was uh, didn't want to be there anymore. Felt like the Bills had missed their window. Uh, they fired their OC Ken Dorsey. He's gone. Um, Joe Brady is now the OC there. People don't remember he was the offensive coordinator in Carolina, which was terrible. I remember that offense in Carolina was awful when he was he was the OC there. I don't know what's going to get him any much better <laughs> with him making the play calls. Um, like they were saying, they're missing when Brian Dayball left. That kind of fe- kind of felt like they lost that edge on offense since then. Yeah. Since Brian Dayball has gone, it felt like they've lost that that edge. Um, and now, I mean, Josh Allen throws two t- two t- two interceptions again in this game. One touchdown. Uh, I think they said he he as when since coming into the league he leads the league in turnover by a quarterback. Wow! Since he came into the league, 
Like he, he's, 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 they said he's Brett Favre without the wins. At least Brett Favre got a title out of it, right? He got one in, <laughs> title in '96. They were like, at least he got one. But Josh Allen and the Bills right now, and you know the second issues they keep always having: star safety's out, star cornerback is out, uh, twelve men on the field on the last play of the game. You know, and you know, it's just a dumb stuff, right? Dumb stuff. We we keep seeing with the Bills are you know a good team. We got Stephon Diggs. Uh, I think James Cook's a decent running back. They have a decent running game. They have a really good defense. I think Von Miller's finally back over there now. Um, they're a, on paper a good team. They keep they keep finding ways to get in their own way. They, they lose a Broncos team. What what? Did we lose them? Think so. I was trying to see if we we're going to come back. This was a prime time game that they there lost. There you go. This Throws was a prime time game that they lost in, in Buffalo, again. Like how many times are we going to see this? Right, they just lost in the, what, in the playoffs against the Bengals at home, in a playoff game. Like the, the Buffalo home field is no longer like I'll say it like the Ravens, like the Ravens. The last few years, home field ain't been home field for us. Same thing in Buffalo. Buffalo used to be. Buffalo in in December and January and February, one of the toughest place to play. Bengals went up there last in the, in the beginning of the uh, playoffs and did work. And you had the Broncos coming into town on a prime time game at night and come beat you. Come on, like yeah. they better watch out. Bills better watch out. They made they they're close and they're close to not making it. Like they, yeah. they're a couple of division losses away. The Jets are still. I think they got to play the Jets again. Um, and they, get, they better be careful. Yeah. Yeah, they have not looked like themselves whatsoever. Josh Allen is making a lot of mistakes, which is, which is weird because, like, he still makes a lot of good plays. He's just widely inconsistent with his play at this point. And it's like each game is kind of going like this, even though they might speak out with a win here and there. But that game against the Broncos, like, some of those throws, I was just like, wow, I, I just don't understand it. I don't know if it was necessarily like I, I know they fired Ken Dorsey after the game. I, I I don't know if it's on him. Like, yeah, I agree. I feel like they just I, needed the scapegoat. They made it. Like they, they made it so many mis- They made so many mistakes in that game. I mean, the, the turnovers, the fumbles. Like it was just a wacky game. You would have thought that was a Thursday night game. Uh, the yeah. the way it went. Yeah. And um, and the Broncos. It's not even like they were really generating like a ton of offense. They just kind of generated on the drives that they needed to to score anything and they kind of came out with the win that way so yeah i mean I, i'm actually shocked i mean i would love to welcome Diggs with open arms here in baltimore next season or whatever the case may be like he if that's if that's what he wants to do i i would we would gladly take him with open arms but it's i don't know it he it's not no no lack of effort from him i mean i, I feel like Diggs. He plays hard in these games. He, he does what he can to get open. He didn't get as many targets. Maybe, obviously, I don't think that was a concerted effort. Maybe, you know, that's just the way they played the game. But, yeah, it just 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 didn't look good. And, and for it to be against a Broncos team who came into – they were in Buffalo, correct? Like, they came yeah. into their – Yeah, yeah, in Buffalo. Like, that that's crazy. Like, 
the fact that the Broncos and the Broncos had the ball like it, it could have got bad for them. The Broncos had the ball at like the 40, 50 yard line on first on their possessions like bad times. Yeah. Like it could have been a lot worse than than what it was. So that's super alarming for uh for Buffalo. Yeah, I totally agree. Um man, Josh Allen's reckless. I mean, he is what they say Lamar is. I mean, I ain't saying Lamar is like a super protector, but like Josh Allen, like I don't understand what's going on with him. I mean, he wasn't he's a turnover. This, but he's been this way before college. Diggs got there. He was like this before yeah. Diggs got there. So, yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering. Like, I didn't see it in college. When it comes to NFL, I don't know if he's a product of his success is a product of Diggs because he was able to spread the ball around. But I mean, he's very reckless with the ball, and I guess when you have that cannon for an arm, you can be. But he's really hurting his team time and time again. And when it matters, he's coming up short. He's turning the ball over. Um, you know, he's going to put up his stats, but he's making huge critical mistakes that are costing us in the game. Um, but you know, media doesn't care. They're gonna they're gonna harp on uh, black quarterbacks. But um, I'm very scared about the Bills. I mean, we're seeing a lot of teams trending down, and not even just the Bills, but. Yeah. Um, to lose to the the seventy to twenty um, Broncos is that's bad. I mean, I was starting to hit the panic button, and of course they did. They fired the OC, but if he's not the problem, what are you going to do next? Uh, we're halfway like through Joe the season. Joe Brady is a, a new OC, and that offense that he ran in um, Carolina's, we got him fired. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he was the quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, in Buffalo, which is why he's taking over the job now as OC. So I'm like, well, if he didn't fix the issues with Josh Allen as the quarterback's coach, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to get any better. <laughs> Call it plays. Like, it, it, could, it could get real spooky real quick for the Bills. Like, it, it could get real bad. Um, we won't talk about the hardball thing. We'll do, we'll do Bengals right now. All right. Thursday night, Ravens versus Bengals. Blackout game. Ravens have told the fans to wear black. Um, I think this is one of the games I wanted to go to just because I heard like the night the night games are really, especially the primetime games, they do like the whole Crazy. show, that whole thing. So um, it's a, I mean, it's a must-win game. I, I don't really know what else to say. They said they already played the Bengals earlier this year. Um, and they beat them. Obviously, they didn't have old Bell in that game either. Um, I'm, I think Joe Burrow played. Did he? I think Joe Burrow played in that game. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay, so but he was still dealing with that calf injury. Um, oh, so when we played him, yeah, yeah, he wasn't great, but he, he did, did say. Um, so I was listening to a show with an insider. They mentioned that. Joe Burrow was healthy majority of that game. He just tweaked it at the very, you know, towards the, the end. end. Okay. So they, people, they've been using it as an excuse for a lot of the games, but he was healthy for the most part when he played us. So don't let them pop out and say that we only got that dub because he was hurt. He tweaked he it in that game, but he, they said he was good to go when, when he played. Now, I saw um, on the injury report that Trey Henderson – uh, who did tweak an injury during that uh, Texans game? I think will be playing 
Thursday night, but Sam Hubbard is out and T Higgins is out for, this will be his second or third game that he's been out. Um, that's a big loss on offense. I think for the, for the Bengals T Higgins has given us problems as of late recently. Yeah. Um, not having him on the field, I think is going to be interesting and how the Ravens attack that because they won't be able to have um, Tyler Boyd kind of just running free and around. Um, so they're going to be able to probably put Brandon Stevens on Jamar Chase, and then you'll probably be able to, you know, put, you know, maybe Rocky Sin or somebody on Boyd and Darby or some kind of combination of that, uh, Geno Stone and stuff like that. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, um, what I am concerned about, especially with our rushing attack has been, rushing defense have, has been playing, like, since the season started, is dealing with Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon has been giving us problems since I can remember. Um, he's great out of the backfield. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Um, if they don't have the guy, and, you know, I expect that at this point, probably expect Kyle Hamilton just be playing in the box the whole game if Joe Mixon is back there. Like, it's – I don't think I don't think that's going to – you can't remedy that, you know, seeing how you don't really have any other outside linebacking help unless, you know, Kava Inouye just, you know, plays his, plays his butt off. <laughs> Um, you know, during that game. Um, so it's going to leave, you know, either Gino, who Marcus, or whoever's playing the middle field kind of on an island back there. So they're really going to have to bank on, uh, they're going to need their best cornerback play in this game. Brandon Stevens is going to continue to play well. They're going to need Rocky Sin and, you know, Darby to continue to play well in this game. Um, however, um, I think the Bengals gave up, if I'm not mistaken, in that uh, Texans game to pull up here. Uh, they gave up four sacks in that game against the Texans. Um, so, I mean, the, the, uh, Clowney, Owe, Matabike, they've been getting the most pressure out of anybody for this Ravens team, um, and, including Arthur Millette, you know, when he comes off the nickel, blitzing off the nickel and stuff like that. So, I think the, the plays are going to be there, right, for the Ravens. Um, my question is, and I think it's been like this all season for the defense, is can they make that key sack, that key stop in the fourth quarter? Because we didn't see it last week when they played the Browns. They weren't able to get that key stop, and that's what was able to let the Browns. If they stop one of those drives where the Browns end up scoring on, the Ravens win this game. may not be by a lot, but they win the football game. And the Ravens have been getting, you know, great plays in the first half and some great plays maybe in the beginning of the third quarter. But sometimes the fourth quarter rolls around and these teams keep hanging around. The defense is missing tackles. The defense didn't read the right play or didn't do this right or whatever. Uh, and the team tends to hang around. They're only, they're only down by 10 points. And the, they end up finally getting their way back in the game. And the offense has been struggling, haven't scored since the first half. And it just, again, we've seen this story before, right? Can the Ravens in this primetime game, yeah, they can get four sacks, but I think it's more of a matter of when they get those sacks. You know, if they're getting them in the third and fourth quarter, that's perfect because then you're stopping potential game-winning drives and then catching up. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's clear. Like, look, the Ravens have been putting up 30 points now for the last five games. You know, over the last four games or something, they didn't at least the last four games. They've been averaging 30 points now a game the last three, four games. Um, 
Well, yeah, five. So they lost this. They went on a four-game win streak and lost. So the last five games, they've been putting up 30 points. I don't think that's an issue at this point. I think now it's just a matter of what we – the fact we got to say this again. In the fourth quarter, making sure you don't keep your foot off the gas. If that means you win by 14, you win by 14. Um, but it's also having – the fact that you guys say it's to professional NFL coaches, right? Say this about professional coaches. Having a grasp of the game, having a grasp of what is actually happening. Like, hey, all right, it's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. We're up by we're up by 10 or we're up by 14. Let's get six minutes here. Let's get seven minutes here on this drive. Even if we don't score or we kick a field goal, we're cutting time off from them from getting the ball. Let's not do a three and out. And only take a minute off the clock, and we're giving them ample time to come back in this football game. Because we've seen time and time again, Zach Taylor and that offense with Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter, if you let them stick around, they will beat you. And like I said again, they've come into Baltimore and beaten us before. So they're not afraid to come into Baltimore and beat us at home. Um, I'm also need to see Lamar. It feels like, I think Corey said it in the comments, it feels like Lamar's trying to force things again. It's like Lamar is starting to, I need to be Superman again. You know, even though he got the big play from Odell and the play was there for Keith Mitchell, even the Zay, the Zay Flowers where he missed, it felt like Zay lost the ball because I, when I looked at the play, like it, the ball landed like a half a yard in front of him. So like I felt like he just lost the ball in the sun or something. And so the plays are there. His deep ball accuracy is not the best. It's He's missed on several deep balls to – wide open receivers that's got to get better um but the, the ravens are scoring points they're scoring their 30 points the, the the now the issue is they got to close the game out that's the issue right close the you got mark andrews right why did he only get was it three targets four targets last and that was like mostly in the first half two targets well he got two completions i can't remember how many targets he had two catches you think in like in the fourth quarter and you got the lead you're running the ball and you're getting the ball to Mark Andrews. Like, yep. you're a shorthanded tight end in the middle of the field. And you got this Bengals secondary, which is awful. I'll say the Bengals, this, when they lost Jesse Bates and they lost, I think, their strong safety to free agency, like, they have not been able to replace those guys. And that they've been they, – they gave up 544 yards of offense, that defense did, this past Sunday. 356 pass yards and 188 rushing yards. So, the the it's there. It's all there for the Ravens. Question is, can they get out of their own way? Let Keaton Mitchell cook. Let him do his thing out there. Let I need to see Keaton Mitchell between catches and rushes touch the ball at least 10 times. Between catches and rushes. At least 10 times during that game. Touching the ball. I'm gonna need Mark Andrews. If if they're if they're running the ball effectively the way they should. And they're putting that strong safety in the box to help stop the run and leaving the middle of the field wide open. Odell, Zay, and Mark Andrews should be eating all day in the middle of the field. All day. We saw that touchdown, that 40-yard touchdown. That was a beautiful pass, by the way, by Lamar. Beautiful pass over the middle. Oh, that's where Odell does his most damage, over the middle of the field. If they're going to be bringing that safety up and they're running the ball effectively, it's going to be there. Like if the Ravens play the game in the way the way they should against the Bengals this Thursday night, this game should be over by the third quarter. It should be over by the but the way they the way this offense plays, it should be over by the third quarter. 
Now, again, the one thing that concerns me is Stanley's going to be out. Uh, I think Zeitler's going to play, but I think he, had, he was dealing with the injury coming off that game. Morgan Moses is working, is going to play, um, but he's been dealing with a shoulder issue. Again, they won't have Sam Hubbard, but Trey Henderson will be in the game. The line hasn't been... Uh, well, you know, look, John Simpson, I don't know. I think he might be out. He, I don't know if he's going to play this game. So that means Cleveland is going to probably have to play. So that left side of that line is going to be a real issue for the Ravens in this game. That left side, if Stanley's out and Simpson's out, that that's that left side is going to be a real big issue for the Ravens in this game. They're talking about Falele or Falafel and Ben Cleveland. Like, I, I'm, I'm not – I don't like that <laughs> at all. Um so I'm thinking in this game, like you you need run the ball, play action pass. They need rollouts. Have Lamar just rolling out, having that line move. Don't have these guys just blocking straight up in the pocket. They need to make sure that Lamar or whatever is moving so they buy him a little bit of time so he can look downfield and make a play. They just can't have him back there standing straight up trying to throw the ball because if he's the way Lamar's been holding to the football lately, he's going to hold the ball. He's going to get knocked out. He's going to get hit whatever or throw an interception they gotta i hope it's a short week but i'm hoping that trey t martin and the the, the quarterback coaches that he has around him are telling them are like look this game that left side your blind side is not gonna be well protected it's just not gonna be you're gonna need to make a decision whether it be to take the ball and go or throw something quick i feel like the down the field over 40 yard or 50 yard stuff I don't think it's going to be there this game. It's just not. Your line's not going to be sending guys overloading on that side, getting pressure on Lamar. They're going to need to just, you know, take what they nickel and dime them down the field, get rush yards. Like we said, keep Mitchell's explosive. He, the way, what he's shown us now the last two games, he's going to get you a 30 or 40 yarder in the game. He's going to turn the whole side of the field around. So you 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 got to use the weapons that you have. I think I'm hoping that another tight end emerges in this game, like likely a Kolar or something that they you know that uh, defenses haven't seen yet. You know, bidding I likely out there that they won't really know what to do with him when he guards out there. Um, but before I get to the yeah, before we you know I get to you guys, like I, I just think that if the Ravens play their game the way they're supposed to, the way they've played the last three weeks, not last week, but the three weeks before that, if they do what they're supposed to do. This game's over by when the third quarter is over. This they're putting Tyler Huntley in the game. That's that's why that's why. Yeah, I think. Um, first of all, I'm 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 excited for this game because, and it's it's almost good that it is a short week, you know, for us fans because we get to get over this uh this loss rather quickly, uh, that we just had this bad loss. So I think um, you know, you kind of hit hit on what I, what I was going to say as well. I kind of agree with mostly everything that you said. Offensively, um, just to start, um, what I wanted the game plan to be against Cleveland is pretty much what I wanted to be against uh, the Bengals, and that was to play bully ball. I think I said that the last time um, <laughs> we, were, we were discussing. I, I, I want the Ravens to get back to that bully mentality. Like, the reason we got beat last week was because Cleveland beat us at our own game. And what's that? Playing good defense, running a football, and then burning teams on play action. And we just have not seen enough of that um, in this last previous week. 
So, you know, it is we had we were on a four game win winning streak. Um, Cleveland game was kind of like an outlier as far as our performance. So I'm just hoping that's exactly what it was. Just, you know, an outlier performance. And, and now that we have this opportunity against the Bengals, I think first and foremost, we got to make our give give our playmakers the ball. I mean, we got we got all these shiny new toys on our team this season. I mean, I think it's it, you know, we kind of, you know, week one, week two, week three, like we were like excited. We were using everybody like we need to get back to that. Um, Zay Flowers had a really, really good game last week. I, you know, we missed on the deep ball. Um, that's something that's got to get better. Um, Lamar has not been great with the deep ball this season. He, he's, you know, he's overthrown quite a, a good number of receivers at this point. And, you know, a lot, a few to Bateman, uh, sort of one to, to Zay Flowers, like that, that's got to get cleaned up. I, I don't want to see him throwing the ball down the field a ton of times, but in those opportunities that he gets, like, we got to be a lot better. And I, and I think Lamar is better. I think it just is what it is you know, when that comes. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll come when they can. Um, but running the ball, we, we got to, we got to bully them um, in the run game, especially with our offensive line kind of being hampered at this point you know we got to make them respect both assets of the game like you know like we've been doing majority of the season i mean lamar plays best when there's a threat of the run yeah, as do most quarterbacks in the league but lamar really excels when you know when defenses have to respect the run and the pass um without loading the boxes and things like that they have to respect the pass so you know we i think he was 13 to 23 or something like that of Thursday to 20 something um last week like we want to see those efficiency numbers you know a lot better than that 13 completions is probably not going to get it in this game against the Bengals but I do want to see more than 14 15 carries from your running backs um so I, I think it's kind of clear what needs to be done offensively um I just want to see smash them in the mouth for the run game and i want to see a lot of play action off of that and i want to, to see the ball in our playmakers hands two two catches for andrews in a game is not really ravens football like it, we just got to do better than that zay flowers you know get give give him some some routes where he can he doesn't have to necessarily make a move get him in, in stride i don't think we've seen zay flowers much in stride uh I'll, the biggest play Zay Flowers have had so far was in, I think, week one in Houston when we threw that bomb and he caught it on. Um, was it Houston or was it? No, it was the next game. I think it was the Bengals. I think it was the first time we played the Bengals. Yeah. And it was the bomb down the middle of the field and he caught it on two defenders and flexed on him after that. Like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Right. You know, let we need to dial up some more of those. Um, it's it's good seeing Odell get those as well, where you know we're getting them on these deep slants and he's catching it. He's out. I don't remember seeing many routes with Zay's just running a slant and you know no. he, every time he catches the ball like he has to he has to create his own yak. So, you know, I think dialing up our playmakers and our best players with speed on offense, you know, when we are throwing the ball, I think that would be ideal. Um but outside of that, this is the game where we we just we, we're going to have to get the keys to Keaton Mitchell, man. I I think he should be the primary. I don't I don't care if, you know, we can start Gus, let him come out first on the first drive and, and do his thing. And he going to keep the defense on us with the, when we need like, you know, a, a, a hard runner or, or for a yard gain or something like that. When we're trying to get a first down, I get it. Use him as the bully back, obviously, but we need to utilize his speed on offense. So um, keys to the game is simple. Just don't do what the hell we, we did last <laughs> week. 
We do the opposite of everything we did last week because I don't know what that was um, that we was watching on the TV. And defensively, uh, Mike McDonald, I I don't really have any doubt that he's going to make adjustments in this game. It's going to be a lot tougher without having Marlon Humphrey there because he is going to have to get a little bit more creative, and he's already known for being that creative uh, mind on the defensive side. So I'm not as concerned with him. Um, because we we also have just the talent up front. I think we can probably generate enough pressure to take a lot of that, um, you know, that pressure off of our secondary. So I'm hoping to to live off of that. Um, I think Matt BK is going to have a, a huge game for some reason. I just I just feel feel like it. If our if our edge rushers, if they start closing in on Burrow and he and he has nowhere to step up in that pocket, um, you know, it, it could be a long day for him. And that was ironically one of our worst uh, issues last week. Deshaun was just stepping up in the middle of the pocket and there was no one there. It was just free. I don't know what happened in that game where those issues were created, but that's something that they got to clean up with. But I do think, you know, they figure it out this week um, with whatever stunts they're running in in their run defense. I just can't imagine them having a back-to-back performance. Um, But to me, you know, Joe Mixon is just as dangerous. I mean, Joe Mixon is is not only running out the backfield, catching out the backfield. The run game isn't as great without uh, P. Ryan there, which P. was Ryan. kind of like a one-two combo that used to kill us in the past. Um, but Joe Mixon by himself is still a threat that um, I'm concerned about only because of the type of game we came off of um, in Cleveland with Ford. And um, yeah, like I said, Whatever they do in the, in the secondary, it's gonna have they're gonna figure out something creative. Um, do some great things with uh, Kyle Hamilton because no Marlowe, you know, the guys are gonna have to step up. Like somebody's gonna have to step up and make some plays for us. And you know, I I think you know on that side of the field, I I don't really have a doubt that Mike McDonald um, can't make that adjustment. So that's really the key to the game. I really have nothing for Roquan and PQ. I feel like for the most part they do their thing. Roquan had another 20-something tackle game last week. Yeah, 21 tackles. Yeah. I'm not concerned with what he's doing. I'm not really concerned with what PQ's doing outside of. We're still seeing a lot of arm tackles, um, broken tackles. That, you know, needs to be cleaned up. It's just hard. Like, what do you what do? you do? Like, there's no time to even practice that, especially with a quick turnaround from Sunday to Thursday. I mean, outside of – verbally telling the guys this is what we're seeing on tape this is what you're seeing on tape as we're watching and that's what we got to clean up so hopefully you know those little things get cleaned up on defense i can't imagine having a repeat of that performance this week against the Bengals. i do feel like we we're we're out we're gonna we outman this team as it stands with the injuries and things like that right now i am nervous that offensive line is down a bit without having stanley and we got to put Macari on the left on the blind side, kind of scary, especially with Trey Hendrick, Hendrickson planning planning to play. Um, doesn't make me feel the greatest, but hopefully Munkin can kind of scheme away from him based on whatever they game plan for. So those, you know, a lot of things got to get fixed from last week, but those are the keys. I mean, it's a lot of lot of bullet points, but at the, it's it's kind of simple. Do what you've been doing outside of last week. <laughs> And then they should be fine. Yeah, he's right. Running like with that knee he's got, run right at him. 
Make yeah. Him, yeah. Make him make a move. <laughs> make him yeah. make a move. <laughs> I mean, he played, he played the first game we played against him, and he was a non-factor. So, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not too afraid of, of of going up against him, but he's still their premier rusher, so you got to respect it at least. Yeah. Um, the keys to the game are Keith Mitchell, Keith Mitchell, Keith Mitchell. Um, I saw uh, Duvernay might be out. He's questionable for Thursday. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I think he had a concussion or something. Yeah, his replacement would be Keaton Mitchell. Could be the Keaton Mitchell show. Um, but offensively, Mitchell on return. I missed that. You said Gus what? No, Duvernay. Duvernay. Maybe oh, oh, okay. Keaton Keith Mitchell um, returning punts. Yeah. And I like kickoffs. It. I like it. I like it. Ooh. Yeah, so. What, what happened to Duvernay? Hamstring? Hold on. I just saw it. Hold on. What did I Was he even on the injury report? Yeah, hamstring. He's yeah, he was limited to yeah. didn't practice today. He's questionable. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And John Simpson. John Simpson is sick. He should play. Um, yeah, the keys to the game gotta be Keaton. Um, I mean, he's been our best playmaker the past two weeks. And I think we're only seeing a glimpse of his potential. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game where Keaton has to get 16 touches. Minimum. Um, I don't care what he knows in the playbook. I mean, players come off the street all the time and, and, and learn enough to be able to make an impact in the game. So Keaton should be able to. I want 16 touches with Keaton. I don't want to see Gus to the fourth quarter when we have to run that clock down. And then we can see bully ball Gus. Um, you know, offensively, we just have to give the ball to our playmakers. I want to see more slants with Odell. I want to see those same slants with... Um, Zay, yeah. I mean, I think y'all called it out. I don't have anything different to say that y'all haven't said. But I just want to emphasize: we need Zay to run more than an out route, a bubble, a screen, and a deep ball. I think they need to put him in more positions, be a little bit uh, more dynamic, and, and and switch it up with his route running. Because um, there's so many areas. He's a great route runner. I mean, that was one of his strengths coming out of college is his route running. So, you know, I expect him to be moved around and used in that capacity. Um, but I want to see Lamar uh, just be just more in tune with his receivers. I mean, I don't think that was a bad throw. And Trey, you said it. Uh, I don't think it was a bad throw to uh, to Bateman. I think he honestly thought it was going to be a comeback. Yeah. Um, yeah, miscommunication there. Yeah, and, and uh, that's been a trend. What every game this season, even even mm. the good games. So, you know, I want to really see him get on the page with his receivers. Um, I'm nervous about the offensive line. Y'all y'all highlighted it with Makari, uh, Morgan Moses. Um, he's always someone that scares me. Uh, so I, I, I want to see us doing a little bit more chipping uh, when we're in pass protection. Um, just giving Makari some help because we really have to, to protect Lamar. I mean, not only for his health standpoint, but we want to see him make plays and to be able to really take advantage of any deep throws. If we want to start connecting more deep throws and making it happen, well, we have to protect um, so Lamar can be in a position to make those throws. Um, I want to see Isaiah likely more involved with the offense. I mean, when he's been in there, he's made plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see him more involved. I think this is a perfect opportunity. We're talking about adding a little extra protection. I would love to see him chipping off on the defensive end and getting out in the flats, letting him get some yak. I mean, I'm not talking about big plays, 20, 30 yards, but I'm talking about picking up first downs. 
So I would love to see him more involved. I mean, we have a lot of playmakers, and I think, you know, we're underutilizing them overall. I know a lot of that is a product of being able to protect the quarterback, but I think we're just not giving a lot of guys an opportunity to get the ball. Um, so I want to see Monkey call his best game. Get the ball to your playmakers. You, you preached it all offseason. You want to get guys in space. You want to get our playmakers the ball. Show up and prove it. Because I haven't seen it yet. Um, defensively, we have to finish plays. Top to bottom. In coverage, linebackers making tackles, safeties making tackles, um, pass rushers, defensive line, finish the sack. I mean, we got to get Miles' guy, Dr. Sack, up in here and making sure <laughs> these guys are finishing these plays because I'm tired of seeing – I'm tired of seeing um, every game Clowney just like missing. Clowney and Oway, both of them. Like, yeah, like it's great. You beat your, you beat the offensive line, but you got to finish the play. Bring them down, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we got to get those guys a little heavier, a little stronger, but we got to finish those plays because you know every time last week we saw that become a first down run or. Uh, a scramble and a pitch and catch. I think on one one of them it ended up being a touchdown. Um, we got to finish plays, and that, I think that's the key to the game of defense. We got to finish. You know, we we can impact on every level of the field. We're great in the secondary. We're great at linebacker. We're great uh, rushing the passer on the defensive line. Um, but our weakness is the missed tackles. We got to finish those plays. So um, I think those are the keys to the game. Um, I don't want to talk about special teams. I want to focus on offensive defense. Um, I hope the game doesn't come down to special teams unless Keaton Mitchell is back there, kick returner, punt returner. But overall, it has to be the Keaton Mitchell show. We have to see. Yeah. And it's not even just because he has the hot hand, but because he has the hot hand amongst our runners, we got to see if this kid can do with more than three touches. We got to. We got to yeah. see what we got, especially going down this home stretch into the playoffs. We got to see what we have overall on offense, because when we get into the playoffs, it's not going to be we're not going to have substitutions. It's like basketball. We're not going to have the substitutions and personnel groupings be as diverse as they are in the regular season. This is your opportunity to see if this guy can be your playmaker come the postseason. So I want to see the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, look, I mean, if, it, if if Harbaugh takes anything from other coaches, look at how the Bengals use, have used Joe Mixon his entire career. That's how the Ravens should be using Keith Mitchell in the pass game and the rushing game. Like, he, he can do both. Um, I also just want to see, kind of like what we saw, I think it was, it was a, I think it was the Lions game. Maybe, I think it was the Lions game. Um, so more of this, like if you're going to have extra guys in the block, whether it be Ricard or Kolar or whatever, like have them go out for a pass, like in the same formation and they're blocking their guy and they, they kind of leak out and they're just wide open. Like, cause it was there. Gus had it on one play. Uh, Ricard had it on another play. Like the plays were there. So I think, you know, if you're going to know, you're going to be overloading on the side where Hendrickson's on and you're going to pick Ricard or you're going to pick Kolar or somebody else out there to block. Don't just keep men at a block. Like, Utilized them like you were saying, Travis. Like, if you're gonna have them out there, guys that can that can catch the football, have them involved in the game. So the defense has to account for them. So even they catch one or two or get one or two targets or something like that. Now the defense like, oh, if they come in, they can't just like block them and just dis disregard them. 
you know, you're going to keep guys in to block them and they're not being utilized. Like, oh, they're just here to block. They're not here. They're not going to do anything. If you have them out there and then, like, you know, bam, then leak out 20 yards, 23, 30 yards, something like that. Crazy. Like, they got to account for it. So, again, they have the formula. Look back again, that Lions game. They That's what they did. They did it in that game. So I'm like, you, you've you've done this, you've practiced this. So I think this it's a the perfect game for it. This is a game where um look, you lost to the Browns, the Steelers are creeping up behind behind you. Um and this is a situation where you know if you're not if you're not careful, you could lose this division. If you're not careful, the Steelers could be in here and be outgained in every game that they play from here on out and still win this division. They're still winning football games this way. This is the time to like just knock the knock the Bengals out completely, right? And you have a chance to knock them out. You already got the win. You got the win and win with it. Week three, week I think it was week three. You got the win in week three. Knock them out. Knock them out. And then all you gotta do is worry about the Steelers the last or the last game of the season. Week 18. So, I mean, handle business Thursday night. I mean, it's, if I'm Roquan, if I'm Lamar, and we're talking like the guys, like it's, it's real simple tonight, man. It's real simple. We knock these dudes out. We kind of, we control our own destiny here for the, for the division. Plain and simple. We know how to play football. You know, we're going to have some tough opponents coming up before we get to the Steelers, but we knock the Bengals out tonight. We have one more game that we really have to win to, to really knock this division out. And who knows, the Steelers could falter and lose a couple games here and then the Ravens pick up a couple games and it's not, it may not even matter come week 18 so but tonight Thursday night we gotta handle business we can't leave plays on the field what they with the with this hardball the hardballs have been known to do leaving plays on the field leaving plays on the field they can't do that anymore you gotta be they gotta they gotta take advantage of what's there. And it's again, we're seeing these teams week in and week out putting their putting their foots on these teams' throats and just not giving like you saw what the the, the, the the 49ers did. They didn't 34 points to nine. Like the Ravens again have done this already this season to, to the Seahawks and the Lions. You've done it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Great. Still there? I think, I think he's froze. Oh, he froze. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I keep doing it. Um, I think Darren, he'll come back in a second. There he oh. is. I think. Oh, you. Are, I think he has to. I bet. <laughs> I think Lamar's good? gonna have to run a little bit more unscripted in this game. I know he doesn't want to. I know that that hasn't been the mo this season. He's gonna need to kind of get out of like kind of get out of his own head this week and be like, look, if the play is there, just take it. Don't worry about it. Just take the 20 yards, 15 yards, whatever they're giving you, and just move on to the next play. Um, I think that you got your, like I said, again, I said at the beginning, the beginning of the season, you got your money now. You don't got to prove anything to anybody at this point. You know, if you go out there and play your game, play your football, and the wins stack up and you start winning playoff games, it's going to speak for itself. Regardless, of, you could throw 150 yards, even 200 yards in, the, in a football game, and we've seen it this year already. Where he hasn't even thrown, there's some games they haven't even thrown 300 yards and they're still winning football games, still scoring 30 points. So I'm like, 
if the play is there, Lamar can't just sit back there and just hold the football. Like, either throw out of bounds or just go. Just take it. So, I, I think that's that's going to be the key is just finding, again, taking this offense to that. At this point in the season, we're entering, what, week 11 now? We're eating week 11. We got, this is a point now where this offense has to kind of reach its, you know, like the like the last dragon. You know, it's got to re- reach its final level now. You know, it's got it's got to get the glow. It's got we got to see the glow. We seen some glimmers. Mm-hmm. We got to see we got to see the glow now. So, all right. So before we get out of here, what's the what's the scores? What you guys got? Uh, we said you said it's the glow up game, huh? So let's put a Ravens glow up. Mm-hmm. I think um I think we score I think we score 30 again. Um I, I think I'm gonna go This is tough. So I'm trying to I'm I'm thinking more so how many points we're gonna allow and I just feel like our defense is gonna answer answer back. As long as Jamar Chase doesn't go crazy, I think our defense will be fine. Um but I'm a, I'm gonna still give them I'm gonna still give them twenty points. I'm gonna say we're gonna win thirty to twenty. Yeah, thirty to twenty. I'm gonna give us the dub. I think we'll win by ten. I think we'll keep chasing and check for the for the better minute of the game. I think he at least at least gets under a hundred. So to me, I think that's a good day if if we can if we can do that on defense and offensively. I think we make the necessary adjustments. I think Keaton Mitchell gets it in twice. I was nervous for a second because I thought you were going to say my score. Um, I have I 31. I was going to go higher, but. I have 31-21. And I, and I came up with that before you said a word. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Y'all believe 30, me. 31-21. Um, man, almost the exact same reasoning. Um, the only thing that scares me about the Bengals is they have the highest turnover differential in the league despite having, you know, a bottom 15 offense and a third worst defense. Your heart is wise. Um, so turnovers scare me. But I think the offense does turn it up, man. I, I think Todd Munkin listens to this podcast and gets Keith Mitchell the ball. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we, we have a successful game. I don't think it's going to be an easy 31 points. I think there's going to be some cringe moments and some sacks that, you know, we give up. Um, but I think we we come to play. The defense, for the most part, is going to play solid. Um, we'll have a couple hiccups here and there. Um, but overall, I think, you know, this is a very steady 31-21 victory. Uh, I just wanted to mention the Bengals are actually ranked last in the league when it comes to rushing yards. Um, Thank God. Only averaging 3.6 yards. In the game, so good. good. Again, I think that's more of the C, the P Ryan effect, like not having him um, yeah. being the more of that uh, in between the tackles running back. So again, Joe Mixon can still be dangerous, but yeah. they haven't been running the ball well this year. So if they make him one dimensional, great. Um, my score is uh, I, it's it's a, it's a thin eleven point victory for the Ravens. It's thirty five twenty four. That's what I got. Thirty five twenty four for the Ravens. Um, again, I think it's the Ravens play they were supposed to. This thing is over by like when the fourth quarter starts. It's kind of game. They may score like a garbage touchdown. The Bengals do 
at the end of the fourth quarter because I went in the fourth quarter but to make it 11, but the game's over by then. So, um, yeah, they said Big Boy is performing at halftime. Um, Carmelo's going to be there. Um, so, blackout night, Thursday night game. I like that. I think, I, like I, think that. that's a, I think that's a good that's a good recipe right there. So yeah, um, that's gonna be a bit from us. Uh, we'll catch you guys hopefully when this this airs. You know, we'll this will be more of a Ravens win when we when this is airs. Um, and um, yeah, Hardball, just you know, don't steal the yams. Keep don't the yams on the plate, the man. Games. Keep the yams in the tray. Don't steal the yams. Hey, that's a wild statement. We will uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.